Hello, you're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. Now, please enjoy this message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. Beginning, I want to, uh, if, if that's not your story, if you haven't, I want to extend uh, an invitation to make it your story at the beginning of the service because you'll be more you'll be better positioned to receive from the message and in the extended time of worship that will happen after that again uh, it is a time of refreshing uh, for you if your soul is uh, damaged from the heat of life life choices life life things so if, if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life or if you're in a rough spot and you need um, to get right with God, if that's you, we, we want to take just a moment here to help you, to bless you in that. So if anybody, um, if that's you, you just come up here. We'll pray for you. There's people who will pray for you. If everybody's good. It's your story, then we'll go on. Hallelujah. We're all good? All right. Praise God. Praise God. All right, so I'm Dee Vandiver. We're newlyweds. We're kind of goo-goo-gaga still in that phase. And uh, we are uh, very thankful to your pastors. Um, Wow, how they love you. How they love Jesus. And... um, The Bible says in Ephesians that Jesus is the head of the church. And he, if Jesus is light, the Bible says he's light. He says he's life. And so his light, Jesus fills up everything, everywhere in the church with himself. That's the Amplified Translation. And so his light fills up everything, everywhere with himself. His life, there's an energy you know how you, you can feel somebody's presence when they come into the room, like a president. I mean, there's his name goes before him. He doesn't even have to be in the room, and you're like, you have a respect. You should have a respect, regardless of his politics. But um, all that to say that, that when there's a spark, Jesus is that spark in the divine connections, and uh, that's what we have Uh, are walking out with your pastors and in that we are akin to you because they they are you and uh, they um, have they emote what you are going through and uh, want you to flourish and thrive and um, you know I know y'all are in uh, beginnings uh, in this location you got things going on changes happening walls going down, new ones uh, going up in different places, changes, uh, expansion, plans for the future, and um, it's all good. And it may seem big, you know, there's all kinds of lists to do at the beginning, and uh, you you have this big vision of what you want to do. But in the beginning, you, you have to take these small steps just to get to the next step. You know, and it seems like, God, we want to get there. But you've got to take all these other steps. So in each of those steps, little, or whatever step you're in, little is much when God is in it. So if, if he told you to do it, you do it. He's in it. He's going to give you everything you need, the supply of the Spirit for whatever it is that he tells you to do, tells you, or you hear him say. So I wanted to thank you. I submit. And um, all right, so let's get rolling here. Uh, We're going to have more worship. So I just want to share. We didn't just arrive, you know, fly into Atlanta and wake up this morning and start praying for you and what to do. So we've been uh, preparing and um, just waiting upon the Lord of, of, you know, what, what does he want as, as we're part of the body, 
we have a supply of the Spirit to bring to you, and uh, we're, we take that very seriously. It's not just, you know, Patrick can get up and play anything. It's not just any song. There is a song that ministers to you that will evoke your faith, quicken your faith, build up your faith, strengthen your faith, and cause you to respond to, to the message or to whatever God, however God's going to speak and move in, your, in you, in your spirit. So we have prayed that you, uh, I, wanted, I thought about this this morning, that um, the word heart, so the, the, your spirit is the hidden man of the heart. That's, that's what God connects to. That's where he comes. He comes to abide in your heart. And in that man, that spirit man, you have eyes and ears and you, you know things. Um, and in the word heart, you can just picture it in your mind's eye. In the center is E-A-R, the word ear. And um, I heard this years ago through... Um, uh, she's our spiritual mom, Billy Brim. Uh, she was in a service, and they had, you know, the screen up, and she saw the, the words heart, and she had like this little mini vision, and the word ear popped out, and the Holy Ghost said to her, "The ear that you hear me with is in the center of your heart, and I put it there, and I will amplify your hearing." I will dig out your hearing. I will amplify the hearing in your heart. And so um, we've been praying that, that you have ears to hear, you have eyes to see, and you have, you'll know. You'll know that you know that you know that God's going to make you to know what you need to know. Okay? So just a few things to share to get us on this path to lead us back into um, another uh, just another little season of worship here in this morning's service. Um, which the title of my service, this sermon is uh, Times of Refreshing, which you said in, back when we had prayer before service, there were things that a uh, pastor spoke out in English that were part of my notes, so um, should keep it really short for you uh, since most of the things were a little touched on. So we're all in the new season. We're coming into fall. Your leaves are gorgeous. This temperature is amazing. Um, I used to live in South Carolina and Columbia for almost 20 years. I lived in Atlanta as well prior to that. So um, I'm a little bit more southern than I am Texan, but I'm originally from San Antonio, so I'm, we live in Fort Worth now, and it's um, good to be a Texan. So, okay. so I just had to get that in there while I can't. Uh, anyway, um, in every season, you know, I mean, there's change. We're already in November, so we're coming into the end of a year, going to be thinking about another year, and you know how all that hype is. Um, I don't want to call it hype, but there, there's a truth to that, that we have a line of delineation. We have this delineation of finishing something and starting, you know, diets, whatever, all those resolutions. Um, I think I'm going to read a lot from my notes, which um, just to, to help me progress here. Um, so it's November. There are probably things we didn't get to do, we want to do. There may be some disappointments. Things didn't change like we wanted them to change. Um, things didn't happen fast enough, um, whatever. So, uh, the, and the majority of this the thrust of this message is about your soul because you are a mind, you have a, a soul. You are, you live in this body, your three-part being. You are a spirit that lives in this body and you have a soul. It, God has the same, you're made in his image. He has feelings, he has a mind, he has a will. You are made just like that. But when Adam fell, uh, the spirit, which was originally in dominance, fell to the bottom, and we were led and guided by all the impulses of whatever we felt, whatever we thought, we'll do it. And so the, the soul and the flesh uh, were louder have, until we got born again, and then the spirit was alive unto God, and we feed it the word, we pray in the spirit, and that becomes up in ascendancy again. So we become more sensitized to 
the things of God, the ways of God. We walk higher above the fray. Even though all the stuff happens, we know the light, we know the truth, and we can live above the fray and not be moved. So, um, hallelujah. Okay, so right now what we're going to do, we're going to position ourselves to sow to the Spirit of God. The Bible says if you sow to the Spirit, you reap life. You reap the life of God, the thoughts of God. So we're going to work on that end of getting God's thoughts in place of our own thoughts where we've had disappointments because we were thinking a different way. We made choices. They all have consequences. And that affects your soul with this disappointment. And if you stay there, you think, God told me, God told me this was, I heard from the Lord, and it didn't happen. And it still hasn't happened. I haven't seen anything. Did I miss it? And you just, you keep staying in that place as opposed to feeding your faith and worshiping the Lord. So if you get stuck in the, in the consequence of your negative choices or negative thoughts, there's an, a, a negative effect on your soul. That, and your soul is akin to your prosperity, to your health. Beloved, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So it's all connected. Your, the health of your soul, the health and welfare of your soul. So I'm speaking from example, uh, testimony, personal testimony, short brief, that I was in a bad place, uh, probably coming out of it about, uh, maybe this is 2018, probably 2007, because I was living wrong. I was in a wrong relationship, and um, we got married, and I thought, I'm now I'm right with God, and I had confidence to pray, but my soul was just a mess, just a wreck, um, because of what I thought, I made, I thought, I can do this, and uh, get away with it, and it didn't work, and so I got, I was just dark, I cut myself off from all the light, all my Christian family, friends, connections, church, everything, and so it's just me in this place, and I, and I could have gotten out, but I couldn't see how. There was just no ray of light to show me how to escape. And so I'm basing everything off of what, how, do, how, how can I get out, how can I get out. Everything, all my decisions are based out of just how can I escape. And that wasn't even right because I was not in the Word because I didn't have any confidence to go pray to God. So I'm getting all messed up. And uh, I had this one prayer, I just want to go to church. I know Jesus, when, he, when I got saved, he made me a member of the body. I'm a part, you know, a finger, a nail, whatever. I have a part, and there's a supply that's, that I'm supposed to be able to give out. So I just want to go to church. I just want to go to church. Well, my, my uh, first uh, husband discouraged me from going to church because it would mean I'd be away from him, and he was a controlling type of guy, so he couldn't keep tabs on me then. So... Um, I found church online, and I was at every service. I did everything but fellowship. And my soul started to get healthy. I started to see the word, God's ways of thinking, and I was undoing the knot that I had made from my own choices. And I'm getting healthy. My own health, physical health is coming back. I had migraine headaches, endometriosis, allergies, just just horrible. Like the, it would just, I mean, when everything was yellow in March and the fall, I would stay inside because I, I would step outside and just sneeze so much I would induce a migraine and just be in bed for two days because of the pain. So I started getting healthy. And my soul started getting uh, strengthened. I started undoing wrong thinking by the word of God. And it positioned me for him and where we are today. So uh, God can, he's got a great plan. And I would never, I mean, I'm sitting there today thinking, wow, look at where I am because I see where I was and how dark it was I couldn't see a way to get out but I just made a choice 
I'm going to go to the Word. I'm going to, I found that the, the answer for me was the online church because I had somebody to, to minister to me in that line, even though it wasn't this physical, which, and, that, and that's very important. I can tell you now, um, sitting by somebody in church who will put their hand on you and pray for you, that, that's a blessing. And the body, that we're made for that. I mean, as human beings anyway, we're just made for, you know, t- touchy-feely stuff. Um, so anyway, I had to repent. That's the scripture I'm getting to. Acts 3:19. Let's throw some word in here. Um, says, and I'm reading from the Amplified. So repent, change your mind and your purpose. Turn around and return to God, that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. That times of refreshing, of recovering. From the effects of heat, of revi- times of reviving with fresh air, may come from the presence of the Lord. So it's important to dissect this because you, a lot of people will say times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. But, and that's true. It's true because it's written. But why do they come? Because you repented. And it's not so much that, well, it is. It includes the getting saved and turning away from those, the old wrong lifestyle. Um, but it also, as a Christian, we have stinking thinking too that we need to get changed. So we have to turn. We have to change that. So we're in a constant state of, you know, uh, comparing our thought, is this the word? Is this God? Is, is that right? And I turn to that. I change from what I think, and I turn to the Lord. And I get refreshed. I walk in, and I live in, and I move in this refreshing in his presence. So it's not that it's exclusive to a church service or a night of worship or whatever. It's a lifestyle. It's in your morning, noon, and nighttime at home, in your car, in a quiet little time at work. So it's just how we do our life with the Lord. So um, our own purposes, our own thoughts, our own intentions, I'm using these specific words, our own feelings have consequences which cause serious damage to the soul, the mind, the will, the emotions. Like the sun causes damage to the skin because in the Greek they're saying that there are effects of the heat. So you know everybody, if you've been, well, has everybody here had sunburn of some degree? Maybe even a burn from a fire. Okay? So let's see how heat can affect the skin and in relation to how you can be burned, have effects of, on your burn, of heat on your soul. Second degree burn. Partial, this is a partial thickness burn. It affects the epidermis, which is the top layer, and the do- dermis, which is the lower layer of skin, causing pain, redness, swelling, and blistering. I can testify. I have the scars from this new wand hair thing. I just, I mean, I got one here because I couldn't figure it out, these new hair stuff. So Patrick said, stop it. It's, you know, put away. That's, I just described second degree burns. That's what that is. Scar there, there, there. Um, Third degree burns, full thickness burns, goes through the dermis, affecting deeper tissues resulting in white or blackened, charred skin that may be numb. Fourth degree burns penetrate entirely through the skin and begin to burn the underlying muscle and ligaments. Fifth degree burns penetrate the muscle and begin to burn bone. Sixth degree burns are the most severe burns which have charred bones. So if you think that's just on your skin, what about your inner man, your soul, from choices? Or just taking a thought of what you think someone did to you that really didn't happen. So, you know, you get all whacked out in your thinking and open this up to, to the heat, to the effects. And be separated from the presence of the Lord. Because when you turn from that to the Lord, you get refreshed. You have this, how, do, how does the scripture say? 
reviving with fresh air. So times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord, times in his word, times in prayer, times the listening side of prayer. How about that? It's not just praying in tongues, you know, and never listening for what the Lord might be telling you. So there's the listening side of prayer. I wanted to inject that. Times of obeying. Times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. Times of obeying the promptings and the directions you hear in your heart. So if you're setting aside, you know, I just want to focus on the Lord, pray in the Holy Ghost about this issue, and I have ears to hear. So whatever he, I hear him say and I hear him clearly and emphatically, I'm going to say that exactly as he directs. Whatever he shows me, if I get this image or I'm impressed, this is how to do something, he reveals that to me, I'm going to do that exactly as he directs. So that's, that's also refreshing because on the other side of that obedience is the blessing, is the reward, is the, the fruit your, of your obedience. And how refreshing is that, the reward? So this is not just one-time thing, these, this time of refreshing at church. It's, this is a lifestyle. I'm getting to that. Um, times of re- repenting and times of refreshing come, these, uh, causing restoration of the damaged soul to a degree, to a degree with the Lord. With the Lord this happens. Restoration of the soul comes to such a degree that there is no sign that you were ever damaged. So if a six-degree burn goes all the way deep, deep down to char a bone, now we can't even imagine this with our, because this is, you know, with our, I can't, I can't picture it. Personally, I can't picture what that looks like. But a charred bone, I only know what that looks like in the end result you know, from CSI or something like that. It's a crime scene. Um, but that's your soul. Think of how bad a burn, the damage, and the restoration of your soul when you submit to the Word, to praying in the Holy Ghost, getting direction, doing what He tells you to do, saying what He tells you to say, can restore your soul to such a degree that it's as if that burn never happened. And it could be years of being in a situation like that. In my situation, it was bad for me. And I know other people have worse situations. But it's as if it never happened. I can tell you how. Because I just stayed in the Word. I stayed in the presence of the Lord. And whatever He said... To say, I said it. And whatever he said to do, I did it. I yielded to the prompting. And if he said, run, I took off in a service. And I remember one service, huge church. I was the only one. And I'm running around. And by the time I get over there, I'm thinking, I can see behind me, you know. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. You know, and then I had to get over that. So... But on the other side of that obedience is what I want to get to. On the other side of that running, on the other side of the jumping, of the dancing, or scooting, whatever you do, you know, that's obedience. How small is it just to run? And then if you obey these little promptings, wait till the next one comes. I mean, he can trust you with these little promptings. He's he's working you up to see how, how he can depend upon you. Yeah, I saw her run that day. She was the only one. She'll do what I tell her to do. She'll say what I tell her to say. And restoration comes. That was fresh air to my soul. And it was happening and happening and happening. I yielded to the Lord that way so that when we met, I wasn't full of dead bones, charred bones bringing my bones to Patrick here, help me. You know, we wouldn't, be, we wouldn't be here because we'd probably be in Texas petting all my bones that are, you know, needed healing and bandaging them up and all that. So it's a choice you make. It's worth it 
to run. It's worth it to yield. It's worth it, you know, uh, I remember, I mean, little things, promptings. Going out to uh, take the, I uh, had a, my first husband had a, a he went to heaven. Uh, he, anyway, he had a sports car, and I was traveling a lot, and I would uh, have a neighbor take the car out to, uh, it was a fast little car, it's really cool, but when my neighbor didn't take the car out, I would have to come home, and I would have to, uh, clean it out, you know, what do you call it, burn it out, or um, clean out the pipes, something like that, I don't know, there's a term, it just means driving fast, and so uh, I was like, I don't have time for this, I, I've got all this stuff to do, but I knew, I, I just had this impression, I gotta go do it, I gotta go do it, so I'm thinking, okay, I'm just gonna go, and I'm gonna cut the route short, I'm gonna, uh, get on here and just get off on the next exit. But I usually went about a 10-mile ride to just get some few miles on it. And uh, I get on the expressway, and I'm, I'm staying in the right lane to exit. But I see the left lane open up, and I can just go. No, it's, I'm, it's safe. Nobody will be harmed. So I move over there into the left lane, and I just clean out the pipes of that car and I missed the exit so now I've got to do the whole 10 mile route so I come back get and and while I'm coming back I'm thinking do I do I need anything from Tuesday morning no I don't need anything from Tuesday morning they don't have good parking there I should go to Tuesday morning but I don't need I'm just going back and forth back and forth and I so I said well, if that spot is open right there where nobody parks on the left or right of me, I will go. And so sure enough, it's vacant. So I pull up there. I go in. Now, I don't need anything at Tuesday morning. Anything, not one thing, nothing. But I go down every single aisle, and I look at everything. I was like in this state I got a cart. I'm like, I don't need a cart. I don't, why, why? Well, just in case, eh, okay, just get the cart. I go and I push. I must have been in there for like 45 minutes. When I come out with stuff in my buggy, I have to, uh, so you have to walk down steps, which is really not work uh, convenient when you're at the store with stuff. So I can't take the cart down there, so I have to leave it here, walk down, go open the car doors, get everything ready to load it up. When I put the cart here, there's a man standing looking at my car with his dog. And I said, uh, I saw him and I said, it's for sale. And he said, is this a such and such and such and such kind of car and this year or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yes, it is. He said, my wife and I drove by here and we saw it parked right there. We went all the way home, got our dogs and walked over here. So that took 45 minutes while I was going down every aisle, every aisle. And, um, and I was wanting to sell the car. I was trying to figure out how do I get, how do I sell this car? Do I go to an auction block or whatever? So, um, so his wife comes around and she says, is that a such and such? And they're car people. And I'm like, yeah. And she says, well, there's a, a car club show over across the river that they're having today. You should come. You'd probably find a buyer. And so I thought, you bet. I will go. I got home. I washed that clean. I mean, I had a, I was going to say a toothbrush, but I didn't go that far. But I cleaned that car up because that's, I mean, all the cars there, spick and span. And, uh, yeah, I had got people's cards uh, who were interested in it and stuff like that. But all that because... The, uh, you, you, uh, you know, the Lord, in that little thing, uh, go, go do the car, go run car by, get off on this exit, no, see the, I mean, all these little things, that, that was part of my restoration of my soul, that I could hear him in that little bitty thing, in the little things, like I can hear, I, that's why I say, I confess, my conf I hear you clearly and emphatically, whatever you show me, I see it clearly and emphatically. I, that voice, it's, it may seem like a little, you know, but it's clearly an emphatic. So that's part, 
that uh, the obedience and those, the promptings, the unctions, is also uh, part of your restoration, the restoration of your soul. Um, but I, I, here, this is one thing I want to emphasize before we move on to the last scripture, um, is how if you've had uh, a car that's been damaged and you take it to the shop and they fix it, it's like it never was in an accident or dented or if you uh, restore furniture, favorite piece. I had a boss who, she, she did, um, it's, it's a kind of, it's a certain kind of, it looks like wicker, but it's, it's I don't know, it's this, not wicker, but it's the restoring of that tedious, tight stuff, chairs, old stuff. And uh, I remember going to her house and um, there was a chair that she picked up on the side of the road in like six pieces. And then we walked down the hall and she said, oh, I restored this one. I just finished restoring this one last week. I'm like, this was like that? So I, and I have this image of, it's as if it never, it, would, it was never in shambles. And that's what he can do with you. And so as bad as I thought I was, messed up, God did such a work that it's as if none of that ever happened. I, it did. I don't deny it. It happened. It was a part of my life. But in, in the obedience, in the walking with him, in the spending time with him, the refreshing washes all that stuff out of the, the, the damage is not there anymore. All that stuff happened, but it's not leaving a mark in me. It's been, Jesus took that for me. He tasted it. He, he scarred for me. I don't have the scar. Praise God. So... You're, in all this time of refreshing, we're exchanging our old thoughts that got us into the bad place for his thoughts. And how does that happen? 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I read this chapter from the last verse up. Because so many, so many times it's quoted, uh, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man all that God has prepared. But at the end it says, we have the mind of Christ. And you hear that all the time. But how do you get the mind of Christ? So I read it from the bottom up. We have the mind of Christ. Verse 16 to verse 9. We have the mind of Christ. I'm going to read it the way the Holy Ghost helped me. Okay? We have the mind of Christ and do hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of his heart. We have the mind, the counsels, and purposes of the Lord to guide and instruct and give us knowledge. How do we have it? Verse 12. We have received the Holy Spirit who is from God, given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessings so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. And we are setting these truths forth in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit. A, we, uh, verse 14, I'm going to read it this way. We are a, I am a spiritual man. We are spiritual men. We accept, we welcome, we admit into our hearts the gifts, the teachings, and revelations of the Spirit of God. They make sense to us. We are capable of knowing them, of progressively recognizing, understanding, and becoming better acquainted with them because uh, we can spiritually discern them and estimate and appreciate them. God unveils to us, he reveals to us through his spirit, the Holy Spirit, who's diligently searching, exploring, and examining everything, even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God, the divine counsels and hidden, things hidden and beyond man's scrutiny. He reveals them to our eyes. He puts them in front of our eyes. He puts them in the ear of our hearts and he makes us to know. That's verse 9. He makes us to know. It enters into our heart. 
what he has prepared, what he has made, what he has kept ready for us who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence. We promptly obey him and gratefully recognize the benefits he has bestowed. That's how we have the mind of God, the thoughts of God, the feelings of God, and that's how we stay in refreshing. That's how we stay in the direction of the Lord and keep the charring, the burning, the heat off of us. It's not to say that that's not going to come and try and get in and try and affect your soul, but it's that you don't have to let it, we'll get that later, you don't have to let it saturate there. You have a choice to make. The last thing I wanted to read was in the book of Acts, chapter 2. And so in the early church, in the, on the day of Pentecost, um, what a day. And we can have days like that uh, with the Holy Ghost. He's no different then. It's, there's always been, who did we hear this saying this? That there's always been, oh, uh, Daniel Kalenda, who took over for uh, Reinhard Bonnke. So we uh, saw him on a program the other day, uh, Revival Radio, with Dr. Gene Bailey, who's a friend of Patrick's. And anyway, I mean, Daniel Kalenda, wow, he is the real deal, y'all. He is so solid, so he's just like, I don't know. I just thought, I, I, I cried listening to this little show. Um, he said that he's writing a book, and it's about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And it's not about the day of Pentecost, but it's about outpourings that have been happening since then. And it's not just in America, because he said, you know, we, we say it happened on Azusa Street or in Kansas or in Houston, but there are other parts of the world where there are outpourings of the Holy Ghost, like the day of Pentecost. And so he, he was talking about that. And so I was quickened to, uh, to the book of Acts because they had times of refreshing. Peter, in verse 38, they had just, you know, fallen out on the streets and he was preaching from Joel uh, that my, this is the, it shall come to pass in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all men. And there are people there who had been listening on the streets. Everybody's there for the Passover, so you got, you know, the Pharisees, Sadducees, everybody has come in to Jerusalem. Now, when they had heard this, they were stung, cut to heart, and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? We're seeing these amazing things. We're hearing these words. We're hearing them speak in tongues that they're our own language, and they're, they're Galileans. How can this be? Signs and wonders are happening. And Peter answered to them, Repent. Change your views because you thought this way against Jesus. And now he's gone and the same power that he operated in is here and this is the effect of that. So repent from the way you thought about him and be refreshed. Change your views and purpose to accept the will of God in your inner selves instead of rejecting his will. Be baptized, every one of you, for the promise of the Holy Spirit is to and for you and your children and to and for all that are far away. Uh, going to verse 42. And they steadfastly persevered, devoting themselves constantly to the instruction and fellowship of the apostles to the breaking of bread. So this is the community of the church. This is, how, this is how the early church, this is how the church stayed in this time of refreshing. And a sense of awe, reverential fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were performed through the apostles. And all who believed, who adhered to and trusted in and relied on Jesus were united together. They had everything in common. They sold their possessions, distributed price, the price among all, and day after day, they regularly assembled in the temple with united purpose, and in their homes, they broke bread, including the Lord's Supper. They partook of their food with gladness and simplicity and generous hearts, constantly praising God, constantly praising God 
and being in favor and goodwill with all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved from spiritual death. So I speak that to you. As you're growing, you're being established in this new area, that your times of refreshing pour out like that in this, in this area. The, the, I mean, it's, it's scriptural. We just read, this is how this time of refreshing that happened in here poured out. It's not meant for the four walls. It's evangelical. This is how you, you go and tell them your world in your sphere of influence, your work, your te- you know, teachers at your, the children's school, you have a realm of influence. You have a realm of influence about 150 people. So do you, so do you, but you will never probably go in his realm. So you're responsible for your realm, you're responsible for yours, and maybe some overlap. But I cannot get to your, your sphere. That's your responsibility. And if it, that's just 150 people. You know, I'm not, ta- I'm not saying get on a stage and preach to the masses. It's just, you know, you want to have a, a Bible study. You want to come to a Bible study. We're having a festival or, you know, whatever it is. Healing services. Healing is evangelical. Sickness is not. People want to go get healed. So I say that because they were all praising God. And they, had, they were refreshed because they had changed their minds. They were agreeing this, with the way of the Lord, the will of the Lord, the purpose of the Lord. And they experienced times of refreshing. So I, I, this is the word that we present to you. We have a few more minutes to just flow with the Holy Ghost. Um, maybe Patrick has a new song. Hallelujah. So we'll just enter in and flow with him. Praise God. Aren't you thankful this morning that we can come together and, and that we have the freedom to come together and do this and spend this time? So with what little time we have left, stand with us if you would. We're just going to experience some of that this morning, some refreshing. Anybody else need to be refreshed this morning? I'm so grateful for the opportunity that we have as believers to come before God and to and to worship Him. And one of the beautiful things to me about worship, you know, some people think, you know, it's just singing, singing. I'm, I'm singing to God, you know, just giving Him praise, giving Him praise, which we do. We're, we express our thanksgiving for everything that He's done. But the beautiful thing about that, there's always an exchange with God. He never asks us just to give and give and give and give any more than we breathe out and breathe out and breathe out without eventually what? Breathing back in. And so in this time and His presence, just worshiping Him, magnifying Him, let Him refresh you this morning. Thank you, Father. So we do magnify you, Lord. I magnify you. I magnify you. Above every problem, above every symptom, above every fear, above every disappointment, I magnify you, Lord. Because you're greater, you're greater, so much greater than all. You're greater than all. Father, I praise you, for only you deserve all my praise. Jesus, I praise you with everything that's within me. Lord, I praise you for the death of my heart, I praise you, thank you for who you are, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, only you deserve the glory and the honor, Lord we lift our hands in worship. As we bless your holy name, only you deserve the glory and all the honor. Lord, we lift our hands to worship as we lift your holy name. 
There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. Lord, you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. Hallelujah. Lord, you deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands and worship as we lift your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands and worship as we lift your holy name. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like Lord, there is no one else like you. You are so great, and you do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. Lord, you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are so great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. So, Father, we worship you this morning. We exchange, we exchange, we exchange our need. For your provision this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We exchange every anxiety, every care for your peace that passes understanding. Thank you, Lord. We receive it now, today. Oh, we exchange sadness for your joy. We exchange weakness for your strength. Oh, thank you that we're strengthened right now. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we receive all that you have for us. We receive your wisdom, your direction, your provision, all that you are, all that you have. Oh, thank you, Lord, for refreshing us. Thank you, Lord. For refreshing us, times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. So thank you, Lord. You're moving, you're working in our lives, in our souls. Thank you, Jesus. We receive it now. We receive it now. Oh, you restore our souls. You restore our minds, our emotions. You restore our bodies. Thank God we are redeemed. We're redeemed. We are the redeemed of the Lord and all that you provided, Lord. We receive it now in your presence. Right here in your presence. Oh, you're so great. So great, truly there is none like you. There's absolutely no one else like you. Thank you, Lord, for doing miracles. So great, Lord, you are so great. And there is no one else like you. There is no one, no one else like you. Truly there is no one 
thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for filling us, Lord, with all that you are. And we recognize this morning that it's not, it's not just for us. You fill us up to overflowing so that we can spill out and pour over to all the lives that we come in contact with, Father, that we share your love. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that your spirit pours out of us onto everyone we come in contact with, Father. And that lives are changed, not just our lives, but the lives of others are changed just because we spend time with you, just because we allow you to do what you want to do in our lives. Thank you, Father. What a privilege. What an absolute privilege it is to love you and be loved by you and to love others through you. Hallelujah. Or to have you love others through us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. What a great life you give us. And we're grateful this morning, Father. We're grateful this morning, Father. Father, I ask that you would, that you would encourage us and remind us in the days to come every day that we do have this treasure in this earthen vessel. We can refresh ourselves at any time just by stirring ourselves up because we're never away from your presence. We carry you with us. And because we do, those times of refreshing are available, are accessible all the time. Isn't that good to know this morning? <laughs> you are so good, Father. Let's just take another couple moments. Just thank Him for what He's doing in us this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for filling us with your Spirit, Father. Your wisdom, your direction, your joy, your peace, your provision, your healing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, how we love you. Oh, how we love you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're changed in his presence. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We rejoice in what you're doing. Rejoice in what you're doing in us. We rejoice in what you're doing through us. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.